Welcome to another Decaf Thursday. Um, Mark, are you decaf or not today? Yeah, I've got the coffee, the Coke coffee. I really do worry about your blood pressure and your caffeine intake. Oh, and there's phone. (laughs) Yeah, Sloan's, we're back in Tennessee, so she's snuggling. I love that. Well, I'm in a hotel room in New York. It is very loud outside the window. It's been waking us up. Apparently they're building a new, very large building right next to our hotel. And every morning at 5 a.m., it starts clanging so loud that I can't imagine what it sounds like to be actually out there. There's a reason you got the best value out of any Marriott property there <laughs> because <laughs> the, the 5 a.m. construction part of it. We actually talked about that if the prices were going to go up when we left or when they finished the construction because it, it's this is the only reason it's like we got it on all points is probably because of that, which probably plus it also isn't that a hotel but yeah but i'll take it i'll do we do what we can for cheaper so how do you beat that yeah we're balling on a budget we spend all of our money on food and when i say we spent all of our money on food i mean we we balled out on food so and it sounded like uh you spent a little money on alcohol too i don't want to talk about that (laughs) i was peak unhinged taylor the other night during the national championship game which we'll talk about later and i have very good reason to drown my sorrows Anyway, um, so the latest news from um, the the Fauci world of COVID awareness is what I'm going to start calling it now. Is the new institution? What the new institution? The Fauci world. It sounds like a, an acronym. It's just, for it's just he's living in his own thing. He's living in his own world. But he's finally understanding what we've been saying this whole time, which is, quote, sooner or later, everyone is likely to get infected with COVID. Guys, I've been saying this from the start. We had two weeks to flatten the curve, which turned into a year. And now we're finally on the same page that everybody's going to get infected with COVID, which the good news is that it's weakened significantly. I was actually looking at um, an article the other day that said a lot of the people who um, are in the hospitals are dying, have multiple comorbidities, which just means that it's not really COVID that's that's making them taking them over the edge. It's an unhealthy lifestyle. And so hopefully um, I was actually talking about this with my friend last night, hopefully this now awareness will bring people to it's more important to live a healthy lifestyle than to be paranoid and wear a hazmat suit in the airport. That's, that's my thing. We're still not there though, from like the media perspective, right? Like, like you're hearing very little about how crazes and conditions being obese, things like that actually impact this. I mean, I you're kind of hearing from some side, like, like, I mean, Joe Rogan's talked about this and people like that, but the Mainstream media has not like they they basically ignore that fact and they're just really focused on like the mass mandates and the vaccine. They're kind of ignoring the health, personal health aspect of it. Silly Mark, that doesn't get views. Telling people to change their lifestyle and be healthy does not get views. It does not promote fear. Silly boy, that'll never happen. Honestly, I, if I you- mean, and the thing is, the two weeks to flatten the curve. Kind of the original point of this was to keep the emergency room, you know. Yeah. Not full. So there's beds. So I think the original point is like they kind of had, oh, a lot of people will probably get this. But the point is we need to spread it out. So it's like we're almost back to where we were originally now where they said, (laughs) oh, yeah, masks will stop you from getting it, stop spreading it. And like you said, I mean, I think that some people may have under, you know, COVID was still a real thing. It still killed 700,000 or so people. It's a really big deal. But at least this latest version of it, not that it's not going to kill anybody, but Omicron is is really, really weak compared to the rest of them. So like, it's not even the same. And, And the problem is that they're using the same rules as if it's the first one, 
where okay. this one's more like, you know, I mean, probably wor- like not as bad as the flu, this specific variant. And we're still using the same rules with the NBA, with the NFL, with all these things with like the, um, the idea that you have to quarantine, but like, this is not the same as anything. And a lot of people have this feel fine. Like you could actually play in a basketball game with this and be fine. And, and yeah. a lot of the players wanted to be like, well, you're testing positive. It's like, it doesn't really matter at this point. No, Mark, I actually saw on Twitter, California tells asymptomatic COVID positive medical workers to stay on the job. So like, yeah. <laughs> and if, if that's, if that's the case, it means like you're going to, you're probably going to spread it. So like, why do, why do mm-hmm. NBA players not be able to play when they feel fine? It's just, it's this whole, we talked about this so many times, but like, we're just ignoring any science now. We're going with what we originally thought, which may not have been, which wasn't right in the first place. And we're actually like making that, we're not adjusting the different variants of this disease. It's, mm-hmm. I don't understand what's wrong with them. It, it's a joke. And like, people are going to take science as a joke. People will take Dr. Fauci as a joke. And there's going to be another issue that's going to come up, you know, whether it's another variant of this or a new disease where people are going to say like, I don't care what the CDC says. I mean, the fact that they're making fun of the CDC and like Twitter, like, oh, the CDC says, don't date a guy who texts you after 11 o'clock. It's like, it, they're, they're making fun of this thing because of how inconsistent the CDC is. And like, I don't think, that, I don't think they understand, like, that's the joke. It's awful. Nobody takes the CDC seriously. And yeah, these things are funny, but the whole point is that it's not based in science anymore. And everyone, even people who are, you know, originally pro all that, are, are making fun of it and they might not realize it, but they are. People are, people are getting tired of it. And um, I think that we've just started to see a lack of faith in government leaders when, and what they're saying is a response to COVID, which I'm like, welcome to the party. You're a little bit late, but glad to have you. Like it, I just don't have any faith in them. I mean, so, better late than never though. And hopefully, you know, because this was going to happen again, maybe not, I mean, variant of COVID, but like maybe something else. And we need to understand like, yes, we need to take science seriously, but when we talk about that, we need to talk about real science, not people's, you know, ideas that are proven wrong, but then we still do this. I mean, I'm, there's still people who think that COVID spreads on surfaces. It, it's been like disproven for a year <laughs> or a year and a half, but just because that was the original thought and like, oh, we need to clean things. Like some people still haven't like updated their thought thinking. And those are the I people know. who are on like the scientific left who, who don't. I like, listen, I listen to my doctors. I do whatever they tell me to do, but that's why I don't watch any news on television, any 24 hour news, because they're just hypothesizing and freaking people out and making this a whole, whole bigger deal than it needs to be. And I still, I mean, the vaccine is great. Like, I mean, I got the vaccine the first day. I think it's a really important piece to do that, but I think the way that it was sold is like, you get the vaccine and like, everything's good. Like that's not the case. It's like, you you just have better chances of not getting it. Or if you get it, you chance it's not going to be as, um, it's not going to be as bad when you get it. And right. from what I understand, the Omicron, the, the vaccine basically does nothing for this part beyond the Omicron. That's what I've, that's what I've heard as well. But yeah. so it's like, and it doesn't mean it's, but, but it's just this whole idea of, yeah, the vaccine's good, but the way you sold it, it was, it seemed dishonest. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, and it is still good. And people, I think people should get it again. You have your own choice. I got it. You got it. Yeah. You I got, got it. it. Day, Y'all got it. But, but the way it was sold was like kind of a false bill of goods. Yeah. I, I, completely agree with you there. I don't like to be sold. I don't like to be told to do something bef- for a reason that's not valid. That, that makes don't me wear effing masks. So like, like that was kind of part yeah. of the kind of part of the contract. If you get this, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. Nope. <laughs> nope. Still wearing a mask everywhere I go. Still masking. Um, so what do you think is going to happen? You know, our, the next thing we want to talk about is the Titans, but what do you think is going to happen with sports going forward? Do you think they're going to drop back down to limited capacity? I mean, I know that with that's how the NFL is making money and they're banking on a big year coming up to make up for last year. Like what's, what's going to happen? Yeah, they, they, I mean, the thing is, if you notice that the, 
college football, for instance, and the NBA have already changed their protocols to make it a little bit better where they're like, you know, you don't need negative tests two days in a row. Just you get two tests in, in one day just to make sure you're negative. Mm-hmm. And I think it's actually, you know, probably the other way where if another variant that's just as weak or weaker than Omicron, I think they're eventually going to do what I guess California did, but they're going to say, you know what, you can, because they're, they're losing too much money. You can play if you had this, as long as you, you're asymptomatic. Um, right. So no, I think they've, they've lost too much money and they realize that if they keep doing this for every new variant, they're going to go to business. I mean, it, it's a pretty simple mathematical equation, especially when we keep hearing this is going to be part of the rest of our lives. Like, well, if we want to have a league, we can't go under every time a new variant comes up. Yeah, I agree. Well, okay. So let's talk about the Titans then. This is, this is a big year for the Titans. I don't follow them, but apparently everybody else does. <laughs> Yeah, they got the number one seed in the AFC, which means that they are the only team that has a buy. So they don't have to play in the first round. Um, oh, I didn't know which that. Which is a huge wow. deal. And the Packers have in the NFC. Um, yeah, it's a big deal. It's interesting because people seem to, and myself included, seem to really write them off as Super Bowl contenders, even though they're the number one seed. Um, and Derrick Henry is going to be back for the playoffs. They just, they just haven't done in impressive fashion. And my opinion is that Ryan Tannehill, their quarterback, cannot get them to the Super Bowl. I don't think you've actually been saying that for months. I I will say that this is not just Mark yeah. being an antagonist. You've yeah. actually been saying this for months. I don't dislike the guy. I think he's a fine quarterback, but I think you need you almost need a star quarterback or an incredibly good defense to get you the, the Super Bowl. And I don't think they have either. Um, they have a good defense. They're kind of just the Titans are interesting because they're kind of good all around. Every position they're good at, and I mean they have a, a, the only. I mean, running back is the position where they, they're elite at, right? When Derrick Henry's there. Oh, yeah. But I just don't see it. I mean, and, and not only me, but in the Vegas Lions don't see it. I think they have like the fourth best odds in the AFC, despite being the number one seed. Wow. So it's, I wouldn't count them out. I mean, because they have a good defense. They have a good running game. If AJ Brown's there, I mean, they have a good receiving core. But it's, it's a lot of people are getting excited. But even the biggest Titans fans, I know, like, yeah, I'm excited. This is such a great year. But like, Ooh. I don't love our chances okay but with that being said their coach should win coach of the year Mike Vrabel should be the coach of the year um because he did this without Derrick Henry for eight weeks yeah that would be lovely and and, and, and I mean he like did such a great job with this team they are not the most talented team in the AFC but they are the ones which is kind of how I feel like coach of the year should be decided with that being said I win money if the Bengals coach wins coach of the year who's also in it and they went from the number one overall pick last year because they're the worst in the NFL to a playoff team with home field advantage in the first round. Whoa, I didn't know that. So it's really between those two and then the Packers coaches in it too, who does not deserve to win. But uh, my prediction is I'm actually taking a team that's got worse odds than the Titans to win the AFC. I like that Bengals team with, with the Cincinnati. I think they make the, the Super Bowl and they probably go against – everyone's kind of I'm, – I'm kind of counting Tampa Bay out in the, in the NFC, but probably the Packers or the Rams – slash Cardinals, whoever wins that first round game. It's going to be one okay. of those three teams, in my opinion. Okay. But we're cheering for the Titans. I'd like to see the Titans win. I think it'd be a cool story. And it's like a team I can cheer for. I just don't see it. Okay. Well, I would love to see the Titans win. And if the Titans get out, then I go back to not caring. Um, the, the Titans kind of are reminiscent of the Jazz last year. where They had the number one seed overall, but nobody really believed in them. And yeah. it turned out correct for the Jazz. <laughs> um, so I assume that that's probably going to be what happens to the Titans, too. Well, before we stop talking about sports, which I'm going to keep this section really abbreviated <laughs> because I uh, what I have in my notes is I didn't even type out what we're going to talk about. I just typed, I hate it here. So, Mark, <laughs> I, I can't talk about it. I really can't. You're going to have to take this. Well, so the national championship game happened. It was, a, I mean, a really a really good football game, uh, Georgia and Alabama, obviously Alabama's Taylor's team and, and they lost, um, it but it was so a good, good game. 
I think that the one thing to take away is that Georgia, you know, Georgia's had so much talent that it really was, and it sounds weird because Alabama's usually up there, but it, it almost was kind of unfair. And, and Saban, I think for a second straight game, outcoached his opponent. Uh, but Kirby Smart wasn't outcoached as badly as he was the first time. And they just had so much talent to, to bring them over the top. And truthfully, I mean, I think if you asked Nick Saban, like kind of off the record and said, hey, like, how do you think you did this year? This might have been his best coaching job that he's done. Uh, I mean, this team is, again, still one of the top 10 most talented teams in the country. It has a bunch of five-star recruits. But this has not been his – this has probably been his least talented team in the past seven or eight years. Yeah. And he got them to one loss. I mean, he beat the crap out of Georgia in the national championship game. Um, I mean, SEC I'm sorry, championship. SEC championship game. And it, it was a good game, though. And, and Justin even trolled me. I think he was trolling everyone. Um, and he said something like, man, Cincinnati-Michigan would have been such a better game. <laughs> Obviously, as a joke. But yeah. um, it was a good football game. Uh, I think that the talent level or the – I think the teams were down this year, just in college football generally. I think there's a lot you more. you said that – you were saying that since August. Like, you've been yeah, saying I mean, like, Even watching these other teams who didn't make the playoffs, like, there's no real argument over Cincinnati. Like, I mean, Notre Dame lost. Oklahoma State looked fine, but, like, they, they, they beat Notre Dame by two. It's like Ohio State and Utah didn't play any defense. Like, these other teams that were close mm-hmm. to the top four didn't really perform that well either. So – um, I think the only thing that I can take away from watching this is that Michigan was actually not a top four team, but I don't know who to replace them with. Right. So I think that's what it comes down to. So I think that it was just a weak year. Um, George was super talented. And I mean, we saw as much as I hate to admit it, you know, I think we did see the two best teams in the country play. Um, true. And I mean, there is something to that because I feel like a lot of times the, the committee has messed up and they, you know what, they gave Cincinnati a chance and Cincinnati. I mean, I think that they were in, in the limelight. It's tough, but they, they, performed well enough they to, like, did. Not they did. They, they really like, did. nobody can say they didn't deserve to be there because they lost 58 sure. nothing right like Michigan's sure. the, if you're arguing anybody who didn't deserve to be there sure and we had some players get hurt that was sad that was hard to see well I mean um, I mean here, we, we talked about this and I, I think people didn't really realize how big of a loss Mechie was and and because I mean they're like mm-hmm. oh they have they have Jameson they have so many good players but like that is a then Jameson a veteran good receiver and then yeah and then Jameson got hurt in the game when Alabama was still winning so I know that they have a huge you know they yeah. have a bunch of five-star recruits a receiver but like losing your two best receivers is a big deal well one of my friends um who's a Tennessee fan his dad always kind of trolls me on Instagram whenever I post things but he's very kind this time and he said don't worry you'll be back so I'm just gonna breathe deeply and not think about it <laughs> just think about next year it, it's tough but also like I don't feel bad for you because you have won like seven national championships in, the last, in like the last <laughs> yeah. 12 years You've won so much that, like, give someone else a chance. Okay. Well, I wish it wasn't Georgia, but you, you win. If the Jazz win once, I will never complain about them losing ever again. If they win one championship, that's all I want. Oh, I guess <laughs> so you have, like, seven. I guess you're just a better person than me. I will complain. <laughs> I like to win. I agree. <laughs> I like to win. Um, okay, so the last topic, I'm really worried about this because I do a lot of things that Mark hates. I think we all know that Mark, generally speaking, does not like my personality, but (laughs) that's really strong. (laughs) Well, you didn't deny it. Um, (laughs) One of the things that I do that Mark hates is I incorporate movie quotes into everyday life. And I mean, just this morning, I incorporated a Cinderella story quote into a conversation with a friend. Um, I got my friend, um, who's with me in New York, a t-shirt with one of our movie quotes that we just kind of say without being prompted. It's, it's a really annoying thing that I do. Mark, 
I don't understand. You watch so many crappy movies that have so many good one-liners. I don't understand how you don't do this. Oh, well, I mean, I did when I was like 18, but I grew up. Like, I, th- I think I think when The Hangover came out, everyone like liked to quote that or like whatever. Um, Napoleon Dynamite, remember? Napo- oh, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, that was always <laughs> those dumb quotes. Or uh, what's the what's the other movie that people, oh, Borat, people love Borat. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, no, I mean, I think once you're an adult, you don't do that. And you're like, you can laugh about it when you're watching the movie and like say that was a funny line. But I think people are doing their everyday life. It reminds me of 16 year olds, which I think a lot of the stuff <laughs> you do reminds me of. So I feel like. You are you, so you, mean. No, I mean, it's like, it's fine. I just think that that's like, I, you, you, I will say this, that you, you like to use the language of the younger generation. Like you use their like, like whatever the new words are like you're trying to be like a hip 30 world who's like 16 or 17 i mean that's fine though you're trying to stay young i get but mark it's so much worse than that because i when the words start coming out i don't know what they mean and so i have to look them up and so then by the time i know what they mean they're not cool anymore yeah that's true you're you're about six months i mean (laughs) it sounds weird but i feel like yeah it it sounds weird but i feel like white people generally are behind on that like they use these words (laughs) That like they've heard from like the black community that aren't cool anymore, but like they use them at a time where it's like, oh yeah, I heard like lit's cool. It's like, no, nobody's talked, nobody said that in three years. Like, but you think it's still cool. It's like just generally, I mean, not but like it just seems like white people are a little bit behind and that they, they think these things are cool and like they're not anymore. And I'm the worst among all of them. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. You're you're I mean, use all the words I'm like, gosh, are you are you really saying <laughs> yes? This- but it's not, I but I mean it's like it's fine, like you're trying to. I feel like you kind of have a young personality. So like it kind of fits with, with how you are, you know, you, you see, I know, like, I know when to turn it off also though. Like I say things, to you. I, say I heard you say some words in, in like meetings where I'm like, are you kidding me? What is like, I'm going to blow my brains out just because you said that. <laughs> I mean, I really, you, you I really abbrevi- a meeting and your abbreviations are insane. Like you abbreviate the dumbest words. I'm like, Oh gosh, give me. <laughs> I, really, I remember at our Stanford retreat, you said two things while giving our presentation. I'm like, oh no, please. I even called you out on that. You did. You, you like, you know, slang. Them. You like younger people's slang. And I feel like this is something that younger people do is like they they use movie quotes and stuff. And there's nothing wrong. I'm not, I'm not, I don't like it, but there's nothing wrong with it. It's just a personal preference. My whole entire personality, everything about me has really just taken an absolute beating this episode and i just need to take the l let let, 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 let me i will say something nice i think that you are one of the nicest most kind people i know so i i make fun of you because you know obviously i like you a ton as a person um and these annoying things are funny to make fun of um but they do annoy me for sure but you are (laughs) and sometimes i have to say as a person i think you're I, i think you're wonderful and it's because we're friends we can make fun of each other and the yes. flaws. But when it comes to it, we'll always have each other's back. We yeah, Absolutely. I, I, will, I will never have your back for some of the slang you use, but for sure. anything else. But I'll, I'll roast the heck out of Mark. But if anybody else says anything about him, I buck up. And that's just how I am with, with our team. Yes, no, no, so no, I, I, I think that some people who don't know us just think we we actually make fun of each other all we the time. Hate we are we actually are friends, and yeah. um, that's the reason we can do this, and we don't hurt each other's feelings. Exactly. And if Mark goes too far, I'm like, okay, take it back. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's only happened a couple of times. Interesting that I, too, I was actually on uh, I was on your defense when some people were saying some mean things about Alabama that I actually thought that was way out of line at the, the day after they lost. 
It's true. Mark called me the morning after the loss and was like, how are you? I was like, I'm bad, Mark. I'm really bad. And I was telling him that some people were like really talking some trash. So me and Suzanne had a whole, me and Suzanne had a whole uh, disagreement about this. Yes, y'all did. Y'all really yeah, she, did. Yeah, yeah. She thinks it's like a cool thing to do. Unless she's like, oh, you're the king of being a jerk on this. I'm like, not not when they lose for the season. Only during the season, I'm a jerk. Yes, it's a very- When you're done for the year, season. that is a, a pain that I feel like is just one of the worst things for a team you love. Suzanne did apologize to me in, in the afternoon once I had kind of calmed down. In the morning, I was still like very upset about it. I know, I know. Yeah, I, I understand. through Instagram and seeing all these people posting and I was so upset. Um, but in the afternoon, once I like kind of calmed down a little bit, I, I could I could talk again. But it, I, I will say for all of your crap that you give me, you do not kick me when I'm down. Yeah, Suzanne like didn't believe me. She's like, no, I don't believe you. I'm like, I promise. Like, I, I, re- I really don't do that. I'll kick again. If you lose during the regular season, I don't care. But like when your season's over, that's the worst. And it ends in a loss. So There's not a worse feeling than that. It's like all that time you spent cheering for that team, rooting for that team, watching the I game know. of the season, it's over and not in a positive way. So it's I like, know. that's just hard. It, it takes me about a week to like be normal again. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still working on it. Well, my version of normal. Yeah, I'll give you that, Mark. Um, <laughs> but yes, for everyone listening who thinks that me and Mark hate each other, we actually don't. We actually really love each other. We we are coworkers, but we kind of behave like siblings, and that's the best way that I know how to describe it. Right, and this <laughs> is my fifteen-year-old sibling who at least talks that way. So <laughs> this is my jerk older brother that yeah, yeah. down to fly the stairs. This <laughs> is your eighty-year-old brother. Like I, can't, I don't can't deal with these young kids and their their slang. <laughs> It's kind of how you are very like Clint Eastwood, like get off my lawn. Um, Okay. Well, on that note, thank you for um, making my personality feel 10% better than it was earlier on. Um, One quick thing, Beacon Young Professional Society, we are having our um, January happy hour on the 25th. Um, We have a Facebook event up right now. If you want to attend, click on that, get some details. We'll be celebrating National School Choice Week, which we will talk more about next week. Um, And we're really excited for this one. So come and join us in Nashville on the 25th. And, it, and it's a new, it's a new year. So if you have any questions about it, just email Taylor. She'll tell you, give you details uh, yeah. as long as you're under what, like 40. Yeah. But also like, I kind of say, if you just want to come check it out, you can, but it's Justin's for- Justin's about to age himself out of that group. He might not be able to come anymore. He's getting, he's getting yeah. up there. <laughs> Sorry, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys next week.